I'm Kelly. And I'm Steve. And this is Coupled with Chaos. 90 Day Fiance Before the 90 Day Season 6, Episode 12, Field of Dreams. Misha and Nicola right off the top. Uh, Misha, Misha, Misha. <laughs> I swear. I'm going to start counting how many times he says Misha. Well, he is baby. I'm or... talking to you, Misha. Misha. This mm. is not how you fish, Misha. It's like, how many times can you say your name in the same sentence? It's so weird. I cannot understand why he constantly says her name. Maybe he likes the sound of it. Well, it's still his second language. I think we his English is so good, even though there's a heavy accent, that I think maybe we forget that that it's his that second language. That doesn't make you use someone's name over and over again. Well, it's like a pause, right? It could be uh, just a natural pause while you're gathering your thoughts to say something. He speaks fast enough. I don't think that's the case. I'm impressed. I mean, he has good English. It's about the limit of me being impressed with him. (laughs) So this whole issue about meeting mom. Yeah, what was with his attitude in front of his family? His brothers speak English. They perfectly understood this little argument or disagreement they had in front of them which is mortifying if i were her this is the end i think i beat the crap out of him at this point like you're gonna you know he doesn't want to translate he doesn't want to sit down he doesn't want her to talk to mom he doesn't want to properly introduce them as what she actually is i am trying to get out of this day he said he wants to marry her but he doesn't even want to say it's my girlfriend if it was his call He would walk in the front door, and if there was a back door, he would walk right through and walk out of the back door. Yeah. There would be no stopping in between. I mean, he leaves her there. This would be wrong if they spoke the same language. Mm -hmm. This would be bad. Her English, she can say the normal things, right? Thank you. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. This kind of stuff is normal. But I think, I don't know, my gut feeling... After You know how we get these false flags when it comes to previews? Mm-hmm. My thought is mom has no problem with Misha. You think? All of this is this is just me. I know I'm speculating. I know I'm not supposed to. But I'm just thinking that um, mom's fine with this because there are no fish in Nicholas Sea. There aren't aren't exactly. I mean, it's she's getting old and will die before he finds a mate. (laughs) Right. So this has to happen. It's like (laughs) whatever you can catch is yours. Go for it. I'm not going. I'm going to be fine with anything. One, I'm not going to be around to see any grandchildren. Mm -hmm. That's not happening. So that's not a thing. So let's just go ahead and get this thing over. How old is Misha? Misha is 43, so she's no, not having... she's not having kids anyway. Well, you could. 43 Yeah, but she's not kids. going to. In the she's real housewife world. already. You just hire a surrogate. Have they had any conversation about children? I don't think so. Uh, they don't have actually real conversations at right. all. Right. You thought she was a little touchy for everybody? That could have been... Yeah, she was putting her hand on everybody. She touched both of the brothers... She touched the mom, and I thought, you know, culturally, that's not okay in some. Yeah, I'm not sure how and it so is. So I don't know, especially with men. Mm. So I don't know how that'll go over. Mm. But this whole thing is, they start with, mom's going to hate you, my family's going to hate you, yeah, you're, you're that, divorced. That wasn't a good setup. No. They're not going to like you. How's he expecting her to feel? Tomorrow's going to come, and they're not going to like you at all. And he says, I'm so anxious and nervous. You're divorced. I want to get it over with. You're not a virgin. (laughs) Is him hiding her, protecting her, or him? Him. It is completely protecting. He says it's her, but that's baloney. He blames her for being whatever she is. Uh Uh-huh. And what she has been... For the last seven years that they've been together. Uh-huh. This is yeah, who nothing's she, new. Nothing's changed. I mean, we're weirded out by her anyway. Yeah. But at this point, in what we have seen, she's pretty consistent. Yeah. She's just weird. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly what she sees in him. Yeah. Not this at all. Is, This isn't something we've even kind of thought about yet. Yeah. What's the draw to him? For her. Weird. I don't get it. 
she's not going to control him. Maybe she has a virgin complex. Maybe that's it, or a thing. <laughs> that's what she's got to have. Yeah. This fishing place they had, this was a scary-looking thing. Yeah, that's what you kept saying. I'm it like, looks like it just dropped well, off into the uh, sea. I'm thinking she's going down. If this is the A&E channel, if this is the ID channel, then somebody's Whoopsie. disappearing. Yes. <laughs> and there's an investigation. He seemed almost panicked that we've, she was getting too close. We've got the first 48 to find evidence. She goes down. <laughs> yep. You know, I think when you see this, when you watch Nicola talk to her or about her in these side interviews about fishing, it looks like he's disgusted with her. Yeah. Like he doesn't like her. Yeah, it's weird. But maybe it's the same thing. He's landed this fish, uh-huh. right? He's got Misha. He doesn't actually like it. It would be like if you're fishing in... Like, like if you're starving and you hate spaghetti, but spaghetti no. is the food that you have found. I have, I'm from Michigan. I have a better <laughs> fishing analogy. You're on Lake Erie. You want to catch walleye is what you'd want to catch. Maybe a pike here or there. You'd get a perch, sunfish, crappie, whatever you want to call it. But you land this monster carp and you don't like the carp. But you're starving and you got to eat it. So this is what he's got. He's got somebody that he doesn't like, but <laughs> she's somehow interested in him. Uh-huh. So he's got a, I don't know, strong Make arm, do. strong arm this into something that's palatable for his family. I don't know. He doesn't want to talk. He doesn't want to translate. Yeah. He wants his relationship to be so private. So weird. I don't know. I'm just watching it. Um, I, was, I was aghast. My jaw dropped when he said, I don't want them knowing my personal life. I'm like, well, why is she in your living room then? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's just pack up and leave. If it doesn't matter. Just then get married and go off and yeah, never see matter. him again. Because that's his way to have handling <laughs> right. it. Right. That's why I think mom's not going to have a problem with it when it's over. You think? I, you think he has just imagined all this in his mind? Out of fear? Probably. He's probably got, I would assume. She he, said he's never brought a girl home. Ever. This Does this surprise you? No. Are you shocked at this statement? This is no. something that you've gone, what? He's never brought a girl home. This is not possible. She's I'm, like, I'm confused about why she's here. I'm trying to think, did <laughs> I ever? like laughing. I'm not sure I ever brought a girl home. I'm trying to think. There would not. Oh. A, there was not a big ton of them, right? Uh-huh. I'm just trying to think. Did my mom must have met my high school girlfriend? I'm sure. Well, didn't you get frisky on a couch with somebody? No. This is somebody different. No, this was my about. first boyfriend. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the story now. Hey, now. <laughs> so this is yeah. This is not me. Um, I, this is a story that I wouldn't even remember. I think if you're my, if you're a guy, you remember people you get frisky with. Yeah. So that was not me. So unfortunately. Yeah. I think he practically got molested by somebody on their couch. No, that's not good. <laughs> well, that's not encouraged. So Meaning that, you know, he was not experienced at the time and wasn't quite sure what he's supposed to do. Well, I think Nicola, I think we saw a preview of him saying he knows how to, you know, be with a woman. Uh-huh. He's, I don't know, red or whatever you got to do to, to handle all of that. Yeah, his family probably didn't talk about all that. But it's like if he, look, and we'll get to this, I guess, if he can figure out how to handle a woman, I think Misha can figure out how to fish. Yeah. Because it's not that complicated. It's not that complicated, really. Um, and she's from Minnesota. Uh-huh. I get it's not a lake, but fishing's fishing. Yes. Do they want what you got? Or she's don't like, well, you just stand here. So. <laughs> Look, what we used to do is take. I think. I think what it is is it's his thing, right? So he is always talking to her about fishing and stuff. I'm going to mansplain this And so he is expecting her to be impressed with his fishing ability, and there's nothing to be impressed with, and he's disappointed. Mm. So he has to knock her down. That's what it is. I was impressed with her getting hacked up and just like, I'm good. I'm good with this. 
stop messing with my leg. I don't need to go. That shows me a little of her just Grit. toughness. Mm-hmm. We've seen people that would just freak out at that. Yeah. Our own old youngest child. If this happened to him, he would have oh, passed yeah. out. He'd be over. <laughs> yeah. He saw blood and it's out. Misha takes this like a champ. So I was impressed. So, I mean, she's tougher than I give her credit for. But I don't know that she's from Minnesota because her, like, newsreels are, like, from Philadelphia. So I'm not sure of her background. Mm. And I really hadn't paid attention to her accent because you're listening to everybody else's. Mm -hmm. But if she's from Minnesota, fishing's in your DNA. You'd figure it out. And also, if you're hungry, right, (laughs) this is what happens. You fish for food. She'll never fish. So that's what he says. That's crazy. Mm. Why would he say such a thing? Well, you, it's what you you nailed it. I think it's his thing. Yeah. And so he's just going to put her down because evidently, I'm guessing, it's the only thing that he does well, or at least feels that he does uh-huh. well. And so this is so he's just going to put you down. She's never going to fish. That's terrible. If you can't teach her to fish, then how are you going to even be in a relationship? Uh huh. Her room was a hot mess. I didn't even look. Oh my word. It's there's wrappers and she's oh. you would not know this from looking at her. No, because she's so into being put together, mm-hmm. right? Changing in the car and gotta have the right outfit and whatever. I, I'm taking gonna, forever to put her makeup on. We all are that. not going to take the time to rewind this. There's too many things and sister wives is starting tonight. So it's yes. not something I think that we're covering because it's just going to be a I'm co- covering it. It's just going to be a complaint about Cody season. Mm-hmm. And so we got that last season. I'm not sure the difference this season. Right. But, y- you know, it's just a matter of of how things are going to be. So when you know things are going to be, why are you going to watch it? You know, we'll watch it and see how it happens. But, you know. I think, um, I don't know, where do you think this goes? Uh, I don't think they're going to stay together. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. Because for I, one I, thing, I don't expect the Catholic Church to annul her marriage that she had two kids. We've talked and- about this. You pay for this and it's done. <laughs> I mean, I know it sounds um, cynical. I know it sounds crappy. But that's how this works. It is how it works. You could just pay to have this done. How many, really, it's how many Hail Marys do I have to say or how much money do I have to donate to make this happen? There's a business to run. That seems here. insulting to someone whose religion is Catholicism. I understand. Tell me I'm wrong. And wow. I'm not trying to be like critical of, but but I do, just from the Catholics I know, this is how it's done. Now, maybe there are different sects of of. Catholicism so maybe it's different and maybe theirs isn't like that maybe they could find one that is and it'll be just (laughs) fine so you know even in my town of Monroe Michigan right there are multiple Catholic churches you think how many churches could there be but it's a small town I mean at this point I think there were three different ones Mm -hmm. all of them large Wow. So they were all a little different. There's not that many people there. I understand completely. I'm just telling you how it is. My thought is this, is I think mom's got no issues with this. We're going to go and she's going to go, eh, you know, because she made that face. Yeah. When they said that she was divorced and had two kids. Uh-huh. Like, eh. She looks aghast, right? Uh-huh. It looked like she saw a ghost. So what does this tell us in the sharp world? That it's the reaction is the opposite of the impression they yeah. gave you. She'll go good. She's a good mother. <laughs> I'm very happy that you've got somebody that experience. Because at his age, he's 46. At his age, what, what's he going to get? What's he going to find? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, there aren't too many of him around. No. I mean, he's the only one. He's the only him, right? There is no other him. He's the guy. That's it. Hmm. Statler and Dempsey seemed really awkward, didn't it? Yeah. What do you think about that whole situation? Well, you know, as the conversation went okay, though, as we're watching it, I think it's awkward. We get to the end. I mean, because we're talking about it when it's over. 
So we see how it is at the end, and Statler is is how she is, and Dempsey goes, nothing's changed. We're just going to take it slower. Uh-huh. And you get that. You get a little Dempsey. Um, um, panic attack. Well, Statler's panic attack and the, and the history about how she wants things. And you see a bit about that. Right. And I you think, can kind of relate a little bit to her need yeah, to solidify things. Yeah. And I, th- I think some of her um, ADHD maybe is a larger issue. But here I think it's basic and simple. Uh-huh. Right. Of what she wants. Abandonment. Yeah. And, and when she gets to that point, I think you see the real part of it. Uh-huh. Maybe her path of getting there has got the ADHD as a part of it. But I think it's really a, a simple thing that we all have, right? Mm-hmm. We want to be accepted. We want to be loved. We want to be in a relationship with a life partner. Mm-hmm. And we want it. The comfort of that. We want it now. Mm-hmm. The The path is hard. Mm-hmm. Or it can be hard, Right. I mean, we're at 29 years, and it wasn't easy 29 years. Right. I don't know that our beginning was this rocky. No. But it's it's different for everybody. You know, when you come across people in the same – not when you come across a partner in life and they're in the same place, right? Mm-hmm. I was there a year after you. Meaning I was a year older than you were. Mm-hmm. But we met each other at the at right the same place stage. at the right time. Yeah. You just got there a year before I did. Yeah. Um, chronologically. Mm-hmm. We were just there at the same time. Who knows what would have happened a year earlier or a year later. Mm-hmm. And then we get into, I think it's a common theme. Love isn't always enough. You'd like it to be and you say it can work through anything. But it can't, you know, a Statler's rent or her, what her lease situation mm-hmm. shouldn't be a it part. shouldn't be a factor in yes. making big future decisions. It, it would be if you're like, say, and this is just an example. You're two people living in New York City, right? You're probably decided, you know, it's likely that we're going to get married. Maybe you haven't proposed yet. Everybody's lease is up and you or one of them is up. You go, you know what? We probably ought to get on one lease. Share finances and, or something. And, and get married. Maybe mm-hmm. now is the time. And you go, you know what? That could be the catalyst to speeding things up a, little a marriage proposal. Mm-hmm. I can, you know, I forgot that they had co- communicated for seven months. Mm-hmm. It does maybe change things a little for me. Because other than there are things that Dempsey doesn't know about Statler. Because our communication when we started was – it wasn't even via text. It was via letter. Yeah. Very open. Snail mail letter. And we weren't hiding anything. No. And and so that would be after a few months, right? Yeah. And it wasn't seven. I'm going to assume Statler and Dempsey have more – the, their number of communications are probably greater than the number that we had. Oh, surely, because we had we to met. wait so long to receive letters right. internationally. And we weren't writing with frequency like we were after we had met. It was probably once a week, right? Yeah, well, it took that long to get a letter. Yeah, it did. I would sit down and return a letter the day that I got one, but it would be a week before you got it. Mm. That was a neat way of... of corresponding and mm-hmm. and getting to know each other because yeah. even at that point we it's not like we were courting each other no so when i get a time frame i don't know that time matters nicola and misha seven years or statler and dempsey seven months with real substance may not have been equal to what we did in three months in snail mail you know, right. so time, time, I guess, doesn't matter. The seven month thing kind of surprises me. Yeah, it depends on the depth of their conversations. And it doesn't you sound know. like. Was these... it surface or was it real? It doesn't sound like they got as deep as we did. No, because this would have come up. Exactly. Because I think 
Statler at some point during these seven months of communication would have said, you know what? My ex has reached out to me. Right. Oh, really? What's that about? Mm-hmm. And it didn't come up. Right. So either their their level of communication wasn't that deep. Or she was hiding it. It's one of those two. Yeah. I don't know that there's another. She could be afraid the why she didn't communicate or. But that still means she's hiding it and that's not a good if, trait. If that's the case. But I would assume if they're at this point or Statler believes they're at this point, then she would have felt their communication level would have been here. But it looks like it's not. Two weeks is I was. This all hit me when we were watching. And they said two weeks is not enough time to evaluate. And I went, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> this Whoops. is not good <laughs> because we were a week. Yeah, we spent one week together. Yeah, and and even though everything wasn't settled after a week, after a week of in person time together, we knew that we had to be together. Yes. <laughs> So it was over then. The time frame thing isn't it, – it doesn't – you know, it doesn't impact me. It sounds weird to people. It, and I, So when I hear people that court or date for four or five years, what was it? It was um, you, me, and my ex, right? Uh-huh. And they'd been together for five years and yeah. he hadn't proposed. You haven't solidified things yet. <laughs> so, you know, it's our perspective. And I know there are people right. – it's different for everybody. Well, I mean, it depends on the stage of life you're in, too, and what you're ready for and how financially stable you are and settled. Because, I mean, our son's been dating the same girl for four years. Mm. But, you know, they started younger than we did. Right. And we don't know. There's no, like, engagement ring. No. But, but they're the- making life plans together. Right. So we would assume conversations have gone past yeah. there. Their decisions are affecting each other. Faster than the pace of a dead snail. <laughs> so, she, Dempsey just wants to be, you know, let's see she how it goes. She wants the happy ending. Well, Statler yeah. does. Yes. And Dempsey's with, I want it too. I just don't need it today. Uh-huh. It. They love each other. Nothing changes. So for me... She had to find that comforting. Hearing Dempsey say that again after they've had this conversation. Yeah, I think that was good. Were you surprised by it? No. Because they had a real conversation and it needed to happen. I was only because of the tension I felt when she came in. Mm -hmm. I almost felt like it was the end. They were playing some weird music and I felt. Like, this is the end. And she'd slept on the couch. Yeah. She's like, do you want to talk? And yeah, it was kind of doom and gloom. So the editing made me feel that way. Mm-hmm. It was more of a gut feeling that I was a bit surprised. Um, I think that was all for me. I think Dempsey did a good job of reassuring Statler, though, that everything was okay. Mm. Yeah, it was just slow down. Yeah. I think we're in agreement. Our Facebook, our subscriber Facebook group is probably split about Riley and Violet. Uh-huh. Um, there's some that just like Violet's evil and bad. I don't think so. Yeah, I get it. I think that Violet, that the issue is, is when all this is done at the end of the episode, she's confronted with the opportunity to kind of take back a little bit of what reaching out to Riley's dad and she uh-huh. doesn't. Uh-huh. And I think even if I mean honesty's great, but maybe even if she didn't say yes or no, she could have said I I I could have handled that differently. Or I'm sorry if that hurt you. Yeah, I I don't even know because I don't Here's the deal. Is but I don't, he's full of fake apologies, so And I get it. Yeah. You know, they're just trading them. I'm not I'm not the, the big deal, and I noticed even just a little short bit of social media stuff that I got before we did this, was that people are all upset about this shirtless photo from two months ago uh-huh. that was already addressed. I think it shows maybe we hear what we want to hear uh-huh. or we don't believe it. That's fine. I guess if you don't have to believe that 
that it was a friend of hers at a beach sending a picture of, you know. I'm at the beach. Yeah, I'm at the beach. Look, it's the ocean in the background. Uh Uh-huh. This kind of thing. Although, you know. So you don't have to believe it or not, I guess. But I thought that Riley did all the right things. But. He did it. But. He did it. He showed himself saying one thing with his mouth over here yeah. and thinking another thing over here. Maybe Which they, means he's just going through the motions. That could have been done in editing. I don't like insincerity. Yeah. I mean, the flowers is a dumb move, but I don't know what you do, right? I'm not sure how to get around this. You know, she's not mad about the event, Although, let's not forget, I think it's easy to forget what happened. They've kind of brushed this aside. But ultimately, he dialed his friend on the phone. Yeah, he set her up. He put his friend up to it. left. Unless he has a stomach issue, right? IBS, and he's got to leave. There's no other reason to do what he did. Uh Even what he should do was, I'll call you back. I need to use the bathroom. Uh-huh. And then we'll talk. Not you two talk. Because right. he did. He set her up. Yep. And that's character, right? Mm-hmm. Her issue would be like anything. I mean, she's explained the issue was the app. Now, we, I'm trying to think of an app. There's apps that you use on your computer that you got to go to your phone for and vice versa, right? There's mm-hmm. stuff that you go, you can't do this on your computer, right. My on your phone. My recipe app is like that. There's certain functions you can do on the computer that you can't do on the phone and vice versa. So you need to be able to access it both ways. So is it possible? And so you have the path. Look, it's the same thing with us with this. You got to meet today about the Baylor yes. Scott White app. Uh-huh. You needed the password. I go, I don't know the password. It's on my phone. Now you can go through your computer and go to your like password manager or right. whatever and find something, but it's on my phone. Like I don't remember that password. So it's not like easy. I'd have to go on I'd have to go to my computer to get that. Uh-huh. And so this is what she's saying about the app. The shirtless picture of the guy she's saying is a friend. You go, Well, those that's a bit suspect. Uh-huh. You go, Okay, it is, possibly. But it's just, what if that was true? What are you supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Lie? Make <laughs> something up? What if that's actually the truth? So the whole time we were waiting for him to flub up. And the only time he did is in that interview. Mm-hmm. And and we just don't really know when that's when that's made. So he said all the right things, right? Mm-hmm. Over and over the whole episode, this is his best episode because mm-hmm. all he had was that bad interview. When, yeah, but it's he's doing one thing to her face and saying something else behind her back. We, I agree that that's right. I'm just saying right now, mm-hmm. Riley appears to be doing the work. He's got no energy appears. or time to sure. argue. I think his questions to her are loaded. Yes. Don't you? Yes. But it seems like his goal is just to make her admit Yes. To doing something wrong. Yep. And this isn't a woman. Because he knows he screwed up and he doesn't want to be the only one. Say we both screwed up. The problem is, is I think reaching out to the dad and doing what she did was probably wrong. Yeah. So he found the one thing. And he's going to beat her over the head with it. That she couldn't get out of. And she, I I think she probably fell for it. Yeah. She's given him an out to have doubts. Uh Uh-huh. The private investigator thing still happened, and in the previews, that was probably that's crappy. Yes, I'd be mad if somebody told me that. But he's saying all the right things. How about this talk about the finances and whether or not he can support? Well, I mean, Sheila said the same thing. Mm -hmm. Well, I think Sheila was coming at it from a different place. Well, she said, "I don't know if he has enough money to support me and my son." Yeah, it. The, the question was direct, and I think maybe too direct that it comes off looking bad. Sure. It wouldn't be how much money. The question really isn't how much money do you have in your account uh-huh. because she wouldn't have a perspective well, of what that English means. Well, her English isn't that good also. Hers is really broken, and she kind of stumbles around. And this is her out. She's taking heat for that even, that 
her English is fine. She's just using this as an excuse. No, I mean, you can tell she's struggling with finding the right words. She talks quickly, but the words are wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. And I don't mean that in a negative way. No. I just just mean. They're uh, misused. She's confident. Right. And uses her English quickly. Uh Uh-huh. And this is an issue probably when answering questions. Uh Uh-huh. Which is what she's saying. You know, I feel more comfortable if I could read this and respond. Right. And you go, well, that seems crappy because then you'll have time to prepare an answer. You go, well, what are you supposed to do? Then learn Vietnamese. Right? (laughs) Yeah. You know? I mean, this is, what are you supposed to do? He's just... Yeah, and he's right. A hundred thousand in savings and yeah, I looked at you. I go, well, that's not very much. No, no. I mean, he's counting all of his investments and everything. He's forty-eight, and so you know he should be better prepared than that. Well, prepared for what? Well, I mean, he's a single person. Yeah, and it's probably me. Who knows what he's counting? You know, you don't know. I mean, it's it's. Does he work with a company that has a four hundred one k? Is he doing all this himself? You know, you just don't know a situation to know other than $100,000 does not get you very does far. Not. This is just how, unfortunately, this is how things work. Because what, <laughs> do you, what are you America. paying right now? Just to go visit the doctor. Uh-huh. What does a doctor visit cost you today? With our new insurance, sure. the regular doctor is $60 mm-hmm. copay. The urgent care is 75 and the specialist is 90. That's just to go see a doctor. Right. This gets you in the door. This gets you on the table. <laughs> Doesn't get any tests done. No. Because all that stuff is. So no everything is expensive. Yes. I mean, you may not seem like 60 or $90 seems like, but it adds up quickly. Especially when you have multiple people in right. your family. One trip for just a basic thing, blood work, whatever, uh-huh. you're $500 out. And this just happens. $100,000 is gone. Yeah. Rent, food, you know, it's just gone. So, but he, look, I, I want to give Riley credit for at least appearing to try. His, he said he prayed that I don't hurt anyone with my words or my decisions. You know, he's doing, he's saying the right things. And if he's been able to, however, put away a hundred thousand in whatever investments that he had, then he's probably doing very well enough that he could, you know, he says, I look good, poor, I think. is, And I think we understand. being poor look good, yes. he said. We understand that statement well. Yes. We did the same <laughs> for a long time. Yes. Got some brand name clothing from the thrift store. <laughs> but that's how it works. Right. And so that's, there are ways to go, look, I'm not rich, right? I mean, I'm probably, he's probably not David, but he's maybe a step above past david Uh and so it would be that you know i go to thrift store on 50 cent tag day or 50 percent off tag day you know it's that kind of stuff that's i think that's what he means so he's figured out a way to survive he does order cigars that's not cheap cigars and records well you have your things and your vices right so hmm i thought this Christian and Cleo thing with the, what was this? This astrology person was, I don't know. It's kind of sticky and yeah. I expected it to be worse, but of course. I couldn't believe she burst into tears at the astrology reading. Like you put that much stock in this really? Well, I think, I think for Cleo, Cleo, I think the relationship, maybe it goes to Statler and Dempsey a little bit. You kind of said you thought that it's because it reaffirms what she really already knows. Yeah, she'd done her own, I don't know, astrology chart, relationship chart. and Well, even from just how the relationship's been going. They've had nothing but problems. Well, and this is her, this is Cleo's issue. Right. Cleo's issue was when we met online, everything was great. Rosy. Everything was perfect. But after two weeks with him, I've now really, she has now known him. Uh huh. And go, Christian's a turd. Uh huh. And this isn't somebody that I really want to spend the rest of my life with. Right. And the realization of, I had really hoped that this was it. Uh huh. And, and it may be a lot of, of Statler, right? 
like, all right, here's the end. Things are a bit going to things are always going to be challenging for Cleo. Uh huh. And so the utopian situation that you think you found when you found out it's not real that there it's not the Wizard of Oz. There is just a regular old dude behind the curtain puppeteering all of this would be crushing. You go, yeah, I'm back to where I was. It would be like Misha and Nicola going, I have just wasted seven years of my life. Uh-huh. And that would just suck. It'd be devastating. It would suck. So I think that's what a lot of that is about. I think Christian gaslighting that you're going to fly the well, maybe they're going to say if they could go back in time, they could say that you're going to fly off the handle and not let me explain a situation. Yeah, that was like, oh, oh, it so was so made me so mad. An audible gasp from the both of us. Yes. Do you think it would have to be hard for like an, a person who is into astrology to be in a relationship with somebody who isn't? Uh-huh. And I don't know. Maybe it's not. And I felt like he was using it to his advantage because in the interview beforehand, he said, I think this is Huey. And then he was like, oh, I think she's on to something because well, I feel that way. And yes. I'm like, when it Manipulation. When the astrologist said something about that you, um, you're or making- Or viewed as an enemy. Yes. And mm-hmm. so, well, I kind of think that's right. You do view me as an enemy. I'm like, this is just yeah, brilliant I was like, gaslighting on Christian's part. Yeah. Hmm. So, I don't know. I, I guess it's my, – my thought would be that an astrology person couldn't be with a non-astrology person. But it would be – I'd be the same thing to say that, you know, a, a Jewish person couldn't be with a Catholic person. Because, but you see it. So it's not impossible. It's mm-hmm. my own perception of compatibility. Yes. And and so I guess people just find a way to maneuver these things without being philosophical, at least on the same level in the same areas. You, everybody weighs different things. So I, I it's obviously possible. There's so many. I, I think there's so many Jewish and Catholic couples. There's so many of them. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, it's an issue, but they all figure out a way to do it. So I, I guess maybe it's narrow-minded of me to think that somebody who believes in astrology could be with, could be with somebody who didn't. I just would find it hard. Like my thought would be non-astrology people would be just sarcastic about astrology. <laughs> right. I, I don't think that'll work. This can't be the way that you handle it. It being disrespectful. Yes. So, and that's how I would envision somebody who doesn't believe calling astrology hooey. Mm-hmm. That would be a problem, I would assume. I don't think you can just go around necessarily doing that. My thought, though, is if somebody makes you cry as frequently as Cleo is crying yeah. at the start of a relationship. Yeah, then this is not something you need to be crying over. How just much? Just let it be over. I mean,. Or, I mean, there's there's a huge amount of work that has to be done, right? Uh-huh. Or somebody's going to have to sacrifice a ton. Like, what's the path forward for these kind of of emotional outbursts at the start of a relationship? Uh-huh. Hey, yeah, because the beginning is easy. <laughs> or should be. Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. That's the easy part. Well, this so is, if it's not if it's not starting out well, it doesn't bode well for the future when things are more complicated. And I I, I don't know. Maybe there's that transition period. I think it's a, like a, a Dempsey Statler thing, or Dempsey's going, "Hey, like let's slow down and work through this," versus speeding up. I think the faster you go, probably the more problems that you have. But it's it's all this all this crying. I. I because it's hurtful. Well, right? I can't say that the faster you go, the more problems you have because we went fast. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. And we really didn't have problems. Hmm. People tried to make problems, but we always put each other first, even over family. So, yeah, we're just, it's unique that way, I think, yeah. because both of us, we're not we were, like separated from our family, but we made each other the biggest priority. Hmm. 
and and we're we were cognizant of outside influences and pressures within our own families. But I'd already, it was probably a little easier for me because I'd probably had some separation from my family. Right. Packing up, going into the army right. and leaving for five years. Is, well, I mean, we were. That's a big deal. We were around my family in the beginning and and I had, my family had complicated relationships. Yeah, but we weren't a part of that. No, but think- we were around that person and they were actively trying to plant seeds and cause problems between mm. us. But we knew that. Yeah. We never just took something they said and let it influence us. We went to each other. Yeah, it's like throwing grenades like in the car, you know? Yeah. Just trying to start something. Right. Trying to start an argument. Exactly. We had two people in my family doing Mm. that. (laughs) Two of my brothers. I was very nervous about David and John Real this question and answer session in the car was really, really awkward. Mm-hmm. I think it was a very difficult thing for David to maneuver. And I, I think it's obviously a situation he wouldn't feel comfortable with. With um, You mean with them, her saying, do you want to ask yes. uh, John Real anything? It's, it's forced... And again, I don't know the way right. around it. Well, and like I said to you, I mean, that would be awkward for him because he's never had children, probably hasn't been around children, and he's never heard children. So mm. what does he know about children? Yeah. You know, I mean, that would be to be able to start a conversation. That would be very, Cold. very awkward. Yeah, especially if you weren't prepared for it. I think there would be some things you could be prepared to do. Right. Right. So it was much better when he just started actions rather than words. Yeah, they talked a little bit about, and it kind of came up in the Facebook group about his, um, I don't know what you want to call it, like his sighing or his, the noises that he makes called Uh like grunts. Uh He said he thinks he does it to get attention. Like I'm, I'm asking something. Right. So he's learned probably a learned behavior of I'm getting ready to communicate something. Oh, I thought he said what I thought what he said was that he isn't aware that he's making like Mm. the air sounds when he's just signing. But he does know when he's trying to get someone's attention, he can tell that he's making a sound and he does it on purpose to get someone's attention. So I think he said he, he isn't aware in normal signing conversation that he's making these air sounds that she's talking about. And I think this is what they were talking about may make, um, John real. Yeah. Seem a bit, you know, just a bit awkward. Like uh-huh. Maybe seems day da- makes David seem a bit, um, maybe use the word they use, maybe just a bit odd or weird. Uh huh. So uncomfortable. I found it uncomfortable that they were playing the noises for us when John real wasn't around. If you want to make the point that, you know, this is uneasy for John Real during a conversation with John Real. Uh-huh. That's fine. But, you know, they cut all the they cut everything off and then play those grunts and the panting uh-huh. when we're doing a side interview with him. Yeah. And, I, and I, I don't find that that's necessary. Yeah, it's not really flattering because they keep turning off sound to give you his perspective but he on environment. But they're not turning it off when he's signing. It they, seems a little. They're, yeah, they're not turning because he doesn't hear that. Yeah. If he doesn't hear the grunting or the panting, then why are they playing it for us? Mm-hmm. It seems a little unflattering. Susan said something about that. And, you know, I, I kind of the first thing was, well, this maybe they're trying to get the perspective of the boy mm-hmm. and, and to, to get where he's feeling. We kind of but then I noticed later in the episode they were doing it in the side. Interview. Yeah, they do. I'm like, I, I don't. I don't know what you're doing, but I don't need it. Mm-hmm. You could just play nothing or normal background noises. And maybe it was the silence that disturbed them. I don't know. Maybe they felt they needed to do something or have something there. But there's no need to mic him. Mm-hmm. There is right. no need to mic him if he can't speak. Right. I think you're, I don't know what you're trying to do, but it feels like you're trying to steer us in some direction. Yeah. Like there's something 
wrong with him. Mm-hmm. And so each time they did it, I got a bit more and more uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It seems a little bit unfair. Agreed. Be- because it's, I don't know. There's no reason. Yeah. Why? It just highlights something that he's not even aware he's doing. Mm-hmm. It seems a little disrespectful. I, I agree. Guess. I also thought having a conversation with the translator around in front of John Reel about the dad abandoning him, I felt also was not appropriate. Yeah, that for wasn't that. appropriate to have conversation no. in front of the kid. I, I get it's real. That bothered me too. I think it was a conversation that needed to happen between Sheila and David. Like, let's just remind the kid that his father abandoned him. <laughs> I mean, it works out well because David steps up, says the right thing. And the kid smiled so big when David said that I want him to know that mm-hmm. he's not going to be alone and I'm here for him. So that works out well, but but it might not. Mm-hmm. You don't know how that's going to work out. Right. David's not been in these situations before. He handled the hand games and stuff in the yeah, car that's wonderfully. that's what I mean. That was great. Once he was able to, to act on their relationship rather than speak on it, it was natural. I thought that it would make John Reel feel like happy when David's around. Right. A general to feeling. To be included. And, and so if you get a feeling of somebody and you get a feeling of, of joy – of yeah, peace, of right. love. When when then you're, you're around somebody, be around them. Then yes, right. And so, in I think the most one of the most awkward situations we've seen, David somehow does the perfect thing, finds a way to connect, uh huh, make him laugh, yeah, and they enjoy each other. Yeah, it, it, it was probably perfect. And the boy did seem much more comfortable after that day of interaction. Mm. But but he doesn't want to move to America. Yeah, that's the problem. Well, but you can't leave those things up to a kid. She should probably, if she's decided that's what she's going to do, then she should probably be using that time to prepare him for the change that's coming rather than saying, do you want to? Because at a kid that age, it's not up to him. Mm, you are still the parent. Right. And you do all and, and are you're making make, life decisions well, for the both of you. It's like David and Annie and right, the niece and nephew. This goes back to our to their after the ninety days. Right. Right? Now this is an odd situation where there isn't necessarily a parent around and, and it isn't that decision's gonna be made. It would be are you wanting to and do you want to? A different scenario than this with mom being around. Well it's kinda like when we uh, up and moved suddenly from Virginia, from the only place and the only home our kids had ever been in. They were all born there while we lived in that house. To we're moving to Texas, like really fast, like in a month and a half. <laughs> you know. So I mean, we didn't go. Well, kids, do you want to move to Texas? <laughs> you and, know. I mean, and it then was we have like, to talk them into it. Look, we have this situation. We think this is important for all of us to start fresh. It'll be better for dad. It'll be better for us in the long run. Mm. Let's get everybody on board. Let's work together and make this happen. They're like, okay. <laughs> you know? Mm. I mean, that's how you do it. It's not a, well, Haley doesn't want to go, so I guess we'll stay. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't work that way when you got little kids. And it was really, for us, a perfect scenario. We had one graduating high school and right. we homeschooled the others. And we would have put one in school that next year. So it was really... Um, it was the only good time to do it, actually. It, it, right. And I don't even know that that was a consideration. And the oldest one, he didn't want to go at all. No. But... He wasn't in a position because he graduated when he was 17 and he wasn't yet an adult to be able to stay behind on his own. We would have let him if he was 18 and could have, you know, settled himself. A situation could have been worked out. Yes, because we had family there and stuff and Mm. friends. We could have worked that out. But he wasn't in a position to legally do things for himself. So we couldn't leave him behind. Mm. He had to come. And if you ask him now, there's no He's happy now. Yes. So ultimately, it works out. Right. So at this age, John Reel really is the ward of the mother. 
And you don't want to go around dragging kids around outside of their will, but you are still the parent. Right. So, And obviously her um, decision to come to America would be for their long-term benefit. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, look at how they're living. Yeah, it's a maybe a better turn of events than where we were last week. It's always hard to tell. You know how production steers these things. Well, I was looking at the end at them riding in the van together. Did you see her really just mm. nuzzling up against his arm, mm-hmm. burying her head in his shoulder? It's and like a puppy almost. That. Yeah, right? like because I liked that because it made me think she feels safe. Mm-hmm. He is safe for her. And everybody needs that. We've, you need to have a safe place where you feel protected. We've seen situations like this with maybe some other younger women, right? And I'm not sure she's that. I mean, it's 11-year difference, 42 and 31. So I don't think it's that odd. But we're like people have been disgusted with people. And there's nothing about David that seems to disgust Sheila. No, and he is such a kind genuine person Mm -hmm. you know and he identifies just because of his upbringing you know he got put in that school right when he was young and and so i think that's impacted him and maybe will allow him to 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 understand john real's perspective not just sympathize right right. we all can sympathize with people right the ability to empathize with Uh somebody is is something that generally we all think we have empathy, uh-huh. but it's hard to empathize in a situation you haven't been in. Right. Then you're sympathizing. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, I don't know. That's my, I have, that's not clinical. In Your any distinction. Way. Yeah. That's just me. So we all would think we can, but you're really sympathizing, I think. But I think David would have real empathy for him yes. in a new situation because mm-hmm. he's been there. Right. Essentially feeling parentless. Right. Well, like, I guess Gino and Jasmine's kid, right, will be parentless. Oh, my gosh. He would be, if they had a kid today on this episode. He's 53. Then he'd be 71 when they graduated high school. Yeah. He'd be the age of Nicola's mother. My dad didn't even live to be 71. Yeah. We were so... Like, we sat as we watched these scenes. What, there were probably four Gino and Jasmine scenes. Uh We were just kind of in shock. Yeah, at how well they were communicating. It would be like, um, what was it, a year and a half ago? Uh Was it two and a half years ago when we lost power here during the winter? Uh Uh-huh. And the first couple of hours, you're just like in shock. Okay, it's going to come back on. Uh Uh-huh. We're fine. Everything's going to be okay. This is how we were watching Gino and Jasmine. Yeah. Like, are we watching the same couple? Last episode, they're talking about their issues. They're, they're talking about insecurities. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. They started with trimming nose hairs, uh-huh. which is more stuff from them that we didn't need to see. <laughs> but I guess there's almost nothing anymore. I would get more descriptive, but our subscribers have said we've had enough of Gino and Jasmine and the gross stuff. I probably have a good list of more things that we haven't seen from them that we could, but it'd be like like, not to. Yeah, pimple popper stuff, Dr. Pimple Popper or whatever, or uh, stuck in or whatever it was going to be. I think that could be something from them. I got this stuck inside of me. This is something I see them could be on. (laughs) It doesn't surprise me. So, but I was, we were so. Oh, oh, it would be like an episode of what is that show? We we haven't watched it, but we've seen the title and it passed through on the channel. Uh, how sex landed me in the ER or yes. something. <laughs> so we're going to bed at night. That's must be a late night show. I don't know on what channel that's on, but yeah. we see it and we laugh, make a joke, <laughs> the title. but we don't ever actually Turn watch it. On. it. No. So, but I, evidently this works for Gino. Because, you know, everything's happening for them now. Whatever they did, whatever weird stuff he's into, <laughs> it's working for them. Enough that he mentions, and, and I, I don't know, producer-driven or not, you look pregnant. I, I don't find that. There's nothing about Jasmine that looks pregnant. No. No. At all. So. She's probably on her period and bloated. She's ready. <laughs> she well, they had a good weekend, so we had a good weekend. And so let's talk about kids. Yeah. 
This is not how it works. Right. Although it looks like she never wanted to have a kid, right? Yeah, it seems like it. Look, look. If she doesn't want to have a kid, she doesn't have to have a kid. Right. It, that's easy. Nobody should debate that, whatever. But she shouldn't have deceived him that's into thinking she did. And look, that she's honest and did it is more of a shocker. Right. When she says, it was hor- I, I was I was almost horrified. You know, when she said um, that I just didn't want to lose you. Uh-huh. One, it scares the crap out of me. Because uh-huh. what about Gino do you not want to lose? Uh-huh. But that, that this is where she was, that she said it. She didn't scream it. Uh-huh. She didn't lie about it. She calmly said, I was scared to lose you. Uh-huh. I'd scared you would leave. This would have been the first thing I said. Yep, don't have a baby. You got to go. Out. <laughs> She asked, are we going to be good parents to this kid? I'm like, "Uh, no. (laughs) But they almost tricked me. Right? Uh I'm fooled for an episode and three quarters. And then 10 minutes later, it's, well, I'm leaving you and going back to my ex. And we were effing a month ago. I'm like, what? There, Here they you, are. <laughs> the Gino come, and Jasmine we know. We we said it because we weren't in shock because it's Gino and Jasmine. Our conversation, look, you were still on the couch and I was kind of packing up to come in here. It was like, how do you get past that? Yeah. That's what I said. Like, you can't apologize. Yeah. You don't just get to say I'm sorry for that. Like, you don't just go say things you don't mean well it would be it's similar to riley and violet right riley apologized uh-huh. for what he did but he did that intentionally at the time it doesn't mean because you apologize doesn't, doesn't make it go away she what did violet acknowledged that's, that's pretty much what she said too. i acknowledge your apology i'm like i like that you know we have like a even though we're, we don't do a lot of apologizing to each other yeah um, because you're not sorry for anything that oh, you do to stop. me. <laughs> you're not sorry for poisoning me. No, because we don't fight. But it would be, I want to be able to say that. You know, we say, I don't like your tone a ton. Uh-huh. Really, but, more jokingly. Yes. But I would like to say to somebody, I'm going to put it on my list, I acknowledge your apology. Because that's cold, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Because <laughs> you're supposed to say, you say, I'm sorry. I accept your apology. I apologize. You go, well, that's okay. I understand. I acknowledge your apology. Like, <laughs> I get you said it. I'm still here. Still <laughs> mad still at you. It. Yep, we're still here. I get it. Thank you. And then, because that, that's just a slam dunk. That's horrible, right? <laughs> and so I think that, I do think that impacted Riley. I mm-hmm. think... He wanted it to he be over. He wanted off then. the hook, and she didn't. And let she him said, off the hook. "I can't just forget it." Right. So how? Because you you didn't protect me. Yeah. And so the wound is there. Right. So Jasmine, I, I know Jasmine has wounded Gino repeatedly, and yes. and Gino's done the same to Jasmine. Uh-huh. But after you've said this, and I've been effing my ex, ex for the past a month, month ago. That's not. You can pull the knife out, but the blood is still gushing out of the wound. Uh huh. There's no band aid you well, can stick and on. And you can't. Well, I just made it up either, because then there's a doubt. And if you don't have trust, you don't have a relationship. That's so it. they fooled us. They were so much better. Yeah. I don't even know what triggered this. This is the preview yeah. that we're talking about. It could be totally out of context. Yeah, but who could no Gino idea, but, have? Yeah. It was about hierarchy in who's important to Gino. Yeah, and he said after we're married, you're number one. Well, Gino, there's not a big list of important people to Gino. Uh Well, you know, she's always trying to get him to say he'll part from his family over her if necessary. And he won't say that. Just like before, like last week, he said "If if my cousin or family member is wrong, then I will side with you. Yeah. But it, I'll have to see the circumstances, is what he said. I just don't. And she didn't like that. She wanted a blanket. <laughs> You'll always side with me, even if I'm wrong. Mm. And he wouldn't do that. I mean, it's nice to have a ride or die. Mm-hmm. And you should be maybe publicly. Right. And but then privately go. Privately have hey, to answer for your actions. Hey, let's leave this room. So but let's all just pack up and go right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> and not have this conversation. But he's going to look, he's going to retire early. He hadn't been working. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what? Maybe we should never have left. I never should have left Michigan. I thought you were going to say we never should have left Virginia. No, I'm talking about Michigan. Gina's 53, retiring early and been unemployed <laughs> for years. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, what jobs are you doing now? He was an automotive engineer of some kind. Uh-huh. Um, what specialty? I don't know. You know, there's engineers for everything, so... He's got clean nose hair, though. That's good. His <laughs> nose canals are clean, and they've cleaned it to each other. But she doesn't want a baby. It's clear. Right. This is the clarity Kenny should have with Armando. Yeah. Because we think this is where he is. Yes. And For the same reasons. Yes. Except for he's, what? 50, what? 60. 20, yeah, he's 25 years older. Yeah. It's the same reason. Yeah. Can we be a I'm good parent this to this kid? i in my life. And I'm too old to, to parent a whole nother child. I'm not, I guess I shouldn't give Jasmine credit because she has misled Gino all yes. this time. So I don't want to. He hadn't even had 10 minutes to absorb this yet and change no. his mindset. Right. His plan for the future just changed. Although I don't know why that was his plan. He's awfully old. Yeah. Well, people can have kids. Yeah, but he is not going to be around to raise this kid. And he's got a lot of Nicola in him. Mm-hmm. So... They're quite similar in not a good way. Mm -hmm. But this is what I wrote the notes for Gino and Jasmine. They're back. <laughs> this would have been at the end. I smiled and chuckled and said, this is the Gino and yeah. Jasmine we know. Yes. There they are. Yes, it is. They were just fooling us. Yeah. Well, we knew it was happening. Yeah. You know, I forgot about the preview scene. So now that we've seen it, we've seen that before. And it's, mm -hmm. we've talked over and over again. I hate the preview scenes. Me too. We should just turn it off at the end. Yeah. But maybe if we weren't podcasting it's, it's about like, it. It's like, you know, going past an accident on the highway. Yeah, Everybody just that. rubbernecks. You can't watch. help but look. Yeah. So we have got next up for us will be Love During Lockup. 90 Day the Other Way and 90 Day UK and Reality Roundup. There's a bunch of other shows starting. We'll talk about Sister Wives and I forget what else. There's something else popping up, I think. Um, oh, isn't Plathville coming? coming? Coming soon. September. We'll probably talk about, um, we won't bring on another show into Roundup until one of those disappears. But we'll be watching Plathville. Oh, we'll, we'll be watching Sister Plathville's Wives. Plathville's going to be good. Yeah. I can't wait. So, yeah. So there's no big new Sister Wives news happening. Like, it's all been out there. Yeah. So we're going to find out. This, I won't spoil anything. But if you watch the news, then you pretty much know what You're they've up been to up to. So it's just you'll get somebody cussing at somebody and slamming a door and F you. You know, it's just about what you're going to mm -hmm. get. So... I think um, we didn't get any Roz Vaughn this time in Amanda, but the preview was more of them probably ending everything. Breaking up. Yeah. I thought I saw a tear from Amanda. Eh, I think it was fake. Yeah, probably. She probably, we didn't she see a tear. She her dry face is what she did. <laughs> it, was, it was when it's done, it's raw. Right. Because there's no moisture there whatsoever. Yeah. So. The other way is maybe, fun. Maybe what it is, is maybe she has dry eyes. Yeah, that's it. It's possible. <laughs> She's tearless. She had her... Didn't did you get your tear ducts? Can people get their tear ducts removed? I don't know. That would not know. make sense. Why you would You'd do have that. dry eye. Yeah, that's not good. That would be good. You'd have to... Whatever. Dry eye's a condition, probably. You have to add fake tears for it. Yeah, or two. That happens, right? That would be all that she has, probably, are fake tears. <laughs> I want to encourage you to do this. We don't give people, like, requirements. But I have gotten a kick... Out of watching, you know, from the other way, Kimberly and TJ. Uh huh. Kimberly's daily Instagram. Oh, she is so full of herself. Best. They're uh. the best because you just go. Does you, she really? You just really, sit there with your mouth agape. Is what you do. Just something I'd like to clear up. <laughs> and then here it goes. And then whatever she says, it's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> you go, what you'd like to clear I go, oh, up when I see is one, that you're crazy. When I see one roll through, I go, oh, this ought to be good. Because uh -huh. it's just a bunch of crap. Yeah. Because she's just campaigning to improve her image, but she's actually making it 
reconfirming your How narcissistic of her do you have to totally. be? Totally. Yeah. Next thing you know, she's going to have a podcast mm-hmm. where she talks about 10 shows in a week. <laughs> that would really be narcissistic, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> so stay tuned for all of that. Thank you for listening. You can listen to additional episodes by subscribing to our Coupled with Chaos channel on Apple. By subscribing to our Patreon. Or by subscribing to our Supercast. For $3.99 a month. Where you can hear us talk about reality shows, real life, and more on our podcasts. Covering shows airing on TLC, A&E, Bravo, and the WE Network. Just follow the instructions in the show notes. Tell your friends about this podcast. And rate and review us on your favorite podcast player. Follow us at Coupled with Chaos on all the socials or contact us directly by email at coupledwithchaos at gmail.com.